from Television City in Hollywood. Hey gang, this is Jason Bullitt here, and welcome to a special bonus edition of the Keep It To Yourself podcast. Mother's Day greetings from your humble host and Otis the Wonder Dog. As you may or may not know, and I've said this many times, and I apologize if I'm repeating myself yet again on this one, I started this podcast sometime after my mom passed away. My mother, Lois Bullitt, was one of the nicest people and one of the sweetest people and most caring people you could ever meet. This episode is one of the many that I'm going to release from the archives to commemorate the fifth year, hard to believe, of this podcast coming into your ear holes and into your lives. This episode I recorded on the road going to my Uncle Al and Aunt Betsy's house in North Ham's, Massachusetts in May of 2017 and dropped in time for the Mother's Day weekend that year. Sadly, the first without my mom. Now, if you've listened to the podcast since the very beginning, I used to record every week because that's how I thought, well, that's how you're supposed to do it. Obviously, it's since changed in the intervening years where I'm doing it every so often due to changes in my life, some good, some bad, whatever. But I just want to give you a little background. This was well into the before times, and this episode originally dropped May 12th, 2017. This was only the third episode in the Kitty Pod series. And I want to say thanks in advance for listening to this. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there once again. And I'll talk to you real soon. Enjoy. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to episode three of the Keep It To Yourself podcast, the most above average podcast ever to hit your ear holes. I, once again, am your host, Jason Bullitt, as always. Why wouldn't I be? And if you're asking yourself, Jason, are you on the road again? What in the world is going on? Or to quote Slim Pickens from Blazing Saddles, what in the wide, wide world of sports is going on? Well, I'm going to uh, visit my, uh, my relatives, uh, my Uncle Al, my Aunt Betsy in uh, North Adams, Massachusetts. I'm in an undisclosed location somewhere in Rensselaer County, New York this time. I think uh, an appropriate theme song would be, uh, for the beginning of this podcast, would be On the Road Again by Willie Nelson. It'd be a pretty hack move, but I was thinking about it right now. I uh, hope you all are getting ready for Mother's Day. Those of you who have uh, moms in your lives, your mom is still alive. Mine, as you already know, is physically no longer with us. But um, I'll get to uh, the Mother's Day uh, bit in just a minute. This is actually going to be a Mother's Day special. So I'll just have, like, nothing really special. I'll just go through a little little synopsis of my mom's life and uh, the memories I've had with her, which, oddly enough, a number of them involve taking road trips, like what I'm doing right now. So for the third... uh, For the third episode and for the second week running, you are riding shotgun with me. And I'm very glad to have you along as a passenger as I make my way through the rolling hills of Rensselaer County after making my way through the rolling hills of southern Saratoga County, New York. I'm glad to have you along for the ride. Just some uh, social media plugs here. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at 518 underscore bull. You can follow me on Instagram at Jason underscore 51838. And you can follow this podcast on Facebook. Just look, just search for 
keep it to yourself and it'll take you right there and you can follow it and uh, you'll get new episodes the minute I put them on, on iTunes which you can follow uh, there as well so, well not follow subscribe I meant to say again I'm going to be busy with editing of this episode so you can uh, go to iTunes and subscribe to this podcast and also if you have a SoundCloud account you can follow there too. Big shout out to my cousin Ann who lives in North Adams. Uh, she uh, has a, a SoundCloud account and I'm sure she listens to this podcast and anticipates every episode with faded breath. So let me tell you how my week went. I just got to give some shout outs before I uh, get there. Just want to say another big shout out to uh, old man Cease Beeston out there trucking in the southeastern United States of America, out there in Mississippi Valley. Damn four, good buddy. That's his 20 right there, the southeastern U.S. Host of the Beast on the Road podcast. Big shout to him. Brad Hutchings as well. And also I got to give a shout out to a former classmate and a good friend, another good friend of mine who I bonded with not through Jay Moore Sports, but through another sports talk show. Uh, the Tony Kornheiser show. Actively, I'll always be a warrior, but actively, I'm a little now, which is kind of a contradiction in terms, given that I'm six foot five inches tall. So, I'm really of no use to that universe. But Frank and I are good friends. Uh, Frank Sicari. Uh, he and the woman to whom he's uh, related by marriage, uh, as a side hustle. This is not their primary business. This is their little side hustle. They run a. Uh, an event space called Talk House. That's spelled T-A-K-K House. And also coming up later this year, I think towards the end of this summer, so late August, early September, this new project they have going called the Franklin Alley Social Club. So if you are anywhere within New York's capital region, Troy area, Schenectady, Albany, that area, that's a place you should, those are some places you should check out. But Hold off on Franklin Alley because that's not going to be open for another several months yet. And Frank and Heidi are busy people hosting uh, wedding receptions at the Talk House. They even had their own. I went online, saw the pictures last summer. They got married in Iceland. They came back a month later. They're having uh, their reception. And it was a uh, Wes Anderson theme. Well, it was not generally the movies of Wes Anderson. But specifically, it was a certain movie called The Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, what I would have given to uh, have been at that recession. That would have been uh, great. Frank's been a good friend of mine, especially uh, with what I've been going through recently with my mom's passing and everything. I'm going to give you the plug so you can peep out Frank, um, Heidi, his um, his spouse, and also their two businesses. And this is to the best of my knowledge, so but you can look him up. You'll get the address. You can uh, give him a shout and tell him I sent you. Tell him Jason Bullet sent you there, his old buddy. Uh, Frank Sicari's uh, Twitter is I hate Frank. It's spelled I H the number eight and then Frank, which is kind of contradictory because I quite like him as a friend. You know, not in the other sense of the word. You know, just it's purely platonic between the two of us, but we're good friends. You can also follow him on, on Instagram, also at I hate Frank. I believe that's his Instagram. I'll have to look that up. Keep him out on Instagram. Uh, Frank's um, spouse, Heidi, I'm also good friends with her. You can follow her on Twitter at Troyal, 
HLB, that's uh, when she had her maiden name before uh, she hitched up with Frank last uh, summer. And you can follow her on Instagram at EuroHLB. Well, I guess you could say Frank's on brand there with his personal social media. As for their side business, the Talk House, their website is takkhouse.com. And you can also uh, follow them at Talk House across all social media. And in a future episode, once the Franklin Alley Social Club is close to or completely up and running, I'll be sure to uh, give you their social media so you can peep them out on the interwebs. Here comes the turn signal. So here I am, ladies and gentlemen, in the uh, what could be best described as the boonies. I've made my way into the town of Scattercoke, New York. I'm uh, across the river from Mechanicville and Stillwater, that whole area. Oddly enough, uh, upriver from Troy. I was just mentioning the two businesses. And uh, on my way uh, to North Adams, Massachusetts, where uh, my dad grew up, I had uh, plenty of family and a lot of road trips out with the fam, with mom, dad, my sister, and all that way back in the day. Uh, there, was a, there were some great gatherings like summertime, Christmas Eve, whatnot, and also they would come to visit us on occasion whenever we, they were like big birthday parties, sometimes mine. Uh, kind of died off after my grandpa Bullet passed away uh, over 20 years ago from complications due to Alzheimer's. And we kind of drifted apart and then uh, my uncle Sid got back to visiting us and then uh, a lot of changes with uh, my cousins and me and my sister and all that. Another turn signal. It's all free folks. Like I said, Steve Austin and I have uh, something in common with our podcast. We don't expect to win any awards. That's right, son. All the dang noise keep me from winning these awards for these podcasts. Oh, hell yeah. Thank you, Steve. Glad you're back in your own house now. Check out his two podcasts, Steve Austin Show. Family friendly on uh, Tuesdays, Thursdays. They get down and dirty. Get some uh, four-letter words and whatnot. So uh, that's not family-friendly. You'll want to keep that to yourself. Unlike this podcast, which I hope you share with your friends and whatnot, just get the word spread. Keep this thing growing. We're on episode three, for heaven's sake. Anywho, it's on to um, the week that was before I get into um, the Mother's Day bit, remembering uh, my mom. Um, I went to my first uh, autism support group meeting in Schenectady last week. You heard me... uh, Trolloping down uh, Central Avenue, uh, well, Colony, then it became State Street in, uh, as I crossed over into Schenectady. It's in this uh, rather old, musty, almost, I would say, musty building, or at least you can make the argument for musty. And it had a kind of unique aroma to it. Not bad or anything, but it was kind of notable. That's just how we are. We will notice, like, uh, we're busy, like, smells, you know, tastes sounds all like heightened senses one way one thing or another like that hopefully I haven't gotten lost here I might have to turn around somewhere this is the Tumhanic Reservoir off to the left I'm back in Scatico how the hell do you like that darn it 
I'm gonna have to find some place to turn around because I done fucked up here. Sorry for the language. I uh, usually keep it clean on this podcast, and I let a few uh, f words slip. If that's um, if you're sensitive to that sort of thing, I wholeheartedly apologize for my actions. And as soon as I can find a place to turn around, I will do so. Get back on the road right here now. I think we're coming up to one right now because I uh, I zig when I should have zag was the old uh, saying. This is all like a free-flowing stream of consciousness talk that I have. Sorry for the delay. I got to concentrate on uh, getting back on the road, getting back on the right way. I learned this way when I went to my grandma Bullet's funeral uh, three years ago this week. All right, let's uh, set things right here. So I went, so back, all right, where were we? Oh, yeah, autism support group meeting. It was nice. It was a quite a turnout. I was expecting, oh, not too many people are going to show up, but all told, there were about uh, 12 people in the entire room. There was the person responsible for um, setting up the, uh, the group. There was a second person who served as a facilitator I mean, get the conversation going. Well, we did talk about something called executive function. It means... Um, which would mean, uh, you know, making sure you do things and do them in a timely fashion. When somebody tells you to do it, you do it. No ifs, ands, buts, whatnot about it. Okay, hopefully we're back on the right track here. Well, it started off morally, but there was this one person who I sat next to, and I don't know her name, or I know I'm just not going to reveal her identity to uh, protect the possibly guilty of something. If not in a court of law, then certainly in Jay Bullitt's court. Uh, she was pretty loud. She was pretty like, ah, well, you know, like, my, my, just going on and on. You know, I figured, well, this is a um, autism support group, so this thing is bound to happen. And everybody just going all at once. And it just almost, it wasn't like, it descended into the chaos. Not like everybody was talking. Not like, you know, a big fist fight broke out. And they had to call the cops. And, you know, some people got arrested, hauled off to jail. No, no, nothing of the sort. It was just everybody talking, trying to get words in edgewise. They're like, nah, 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 nah. They were, the ratchet jaw was going uh, full blast up in this mug. So... I, uh, I got some stuff out of it, uh, you know, stuff for life, and uh, this group meets once a month. They, move, they meet on the first Wednesday of the month. The meeting starts at 6.30. It's in the first floor of this building on State Street in uh, downtown Schenectady, New York. And uh, they go for about two hours or close to it. This one came in uh, a bit under time. I think we just, just, we just started leaving about... 20 minutes past 8, and there's this office off to the side of where this meet the room where this meeting took place. And, um, more turn signal, and uh, there was something uh, akin to a food pantry in there, even though this was by no means a community center. So uh, I had gone home 
carrying not only some information that I was looking to use, I was originally going to record this podcast at my house, but instead I felt the urge to um, occupy myself while I was on the road, at least for part of the trip anyway. I'll have to uh, share that on another show. I'll give you, I'll give the autism hardcore thing a break. But uh, anyway, what was simply a food pantry, I had come home with a jar of uh, Chipotle peppers and a little zip bag of loose leaf rooibos tea. And I took both of those home and I kept them in the car because I didn't want my dad to get suspicious. Like, where'd you get that? So I wisely kept it in the car and did not bring it in. I said, I'm going to sneak this behind the goalie. As it were, if this was ice hockey, big shout out to you, Joe Martini, and hockey fans everywhere. Um, so what I did was I took the jar of uh, Chipotle peppers, a small jar, not big, small, almost as round as a hockey puck and about twice as long, twice as long, or wide, or twice as voluminous. Cubic geometry was not one of my biggest strengths. And then there was like a, a, a little pouch, I would say a, a Ziploc bag type deal of uh, rooibos tea, loose leaf, not bags, loose leaf. And I put that where we keep the tea. The peppers I put in this Lazy Susan gimmick we have in the kitchen. Now, I looked at the jar, I wanted to see if this was fresh. This jar had not been opened. So, and I, but the person who gave me the jar said, as long as you don't open it, it'll stay fresh for two years. The expiration date on this jar said December 2015. Almost a year and a half ago, mind you. It had not been opened. Well, I better use, I said to myself, I better use the Chipotle peppers in something quick or else it's going to go bad. Now, granted, I was given to it rather than going to a grocery store and paying money for it. My dad would have had my ass then, like, you're wasting money, blah, blah, blah. That whole thing. We got to start conserving at the house. Now, he's been pre he's been getting on my you-know-what for, and for good reason. I don't want to blame him. He means well, and he means business. He means good business. The gravity of the situation is not lost on me, ladies and gentlemen. So, but I got some inform- I got something informative out of it, and uh, it's all it's in all likelihood I will go again. Now, this isn't like an internet thing where you go on Facebook, you have to RSVP when it comes up when this event comes up in your feed, your news feed, and you just say, "Oh, I'm going." You got to call. You got to um, give them a call. How old-fashioned is that? and say, hey, I'm interested in going. And that's how that works. So I have yet to give him a call. I certainly will do that before uh, air long. We've got about another three weeks till uh, the next meeting. So I'll get that squared away. Um, I'll have to do that shortly. I'll have to do that soon. What's today? Ninth, tomorrow the 10th as I record this. One, two, three, four weeks from today. Okay, all right. Want to get the calendar straight. <laughs> so it's uh, been an unseasonably cold couple of days. You're probably wondering what happened to the warm weather. It was, uh, and you're, not, you're hearing this correctly. To quote Dave Barry, I'm not making any of this up. It was 50 degrees yesterday in Albany, New York. 
and another day in the 50s in the low 50s is expected for today and also where I'm headed North Adams Massachusetts as I go over a bridge spanning part of the Tumhannock Tum Reservoir here in Rensselaer County finally got the ship right as it will as you uh, as it were and uh, setting the course for uh, NA so that's been my week here and now to the uh, emotional part of the show and that is where I remember my mom uh, Lois Bullet my mother as you know passed away in Boston at women's and at Brigham and women's hospital excuse me as route 7 comes into view here She was born in Westfield, Massachusetts, about a good 10 miles of the crow flies west of Springfield. And it was 3rd of November, 1946. She grew up in Westfield. She lived in town until the, uh, the flood of 1955. And there was a lot of rain come out of that storm. And uh, she got, remember getting, uh, I don't know if she got flooded out at home. They had to eat all the ice cream from... Uh, from the flood, there was like a storm that caused all that uh, all that water to come down in such a such a short amount of time. All right, we're getting onto the main road now. Turn signal. Oh, we'll have a nice uh, straight uh, stretch of uh, road here. Let me see if there's anybody coming. Nope. Well, they're they're way back there. There we go. Okay. So she grew up in Westfield, graduated from high school, and then uh, it was on to uh, Mercy Hospital Nursing School in nearby Springfield. And she was there for a few years. 1970 was a banner year for her and my, because she met on a blind day. She met my the person who would become her husband and my dad on a blind date. This was kind of a, hook, a blind hookup. I don't know how you did it back in those days. Probably how you do it now, except there's no there's no cell phones, no internet, no social media, no, not even Tinder. You didn't even have Tinder in 1970. That's how long ago this was. And uh, within, a, within what seemed like an eight-month span, they had their first date. Dad popped the question, and they were married October 3rd of 1970. My dad was still in the Navy at the time. Well, he eventually got out, joined the reserves. Dad worked for various supermarkets. And then in the mid-70s, uh, they started saying, we better settle down and raise a family. Um, six years after they were married, so about six years after they got married, they adopted a, their first child, and that's their first daughter, their oldest, and my sister, Tracy. I would come into the picture six years later. By that time, they went from... North Adams to Cheshire, Massachusetts, to Clifton Park, New York. So this is the second time we've been in uh, southern Saratoga County. And by the time I uh, came into the picture, they had moved to the town of Wilton, New York. And that's when yours truly came into the picture, toward nine days before Christmas 1982. I was to have originally been born uh, in early March of 1983, but due to something called premature birth, I came out well ahead of schedule, and by that I mean uh, ten and a half weeks. So uh, it was in this environment where we grew up, 
We live in a trailer on Edie Road in the town of Wilton and what could be best described as the boonies. But when I was 10 years old, my sister was in high school, we moved into a, a, a subdivision. Kind of a foreign concept looking back on it now. But I was in the fourth grade at the Division Street Elementary School in Saratoga Springs. My sister was in high school. In fact, the weekend we moved, she had her confirmation at St. Clement's Church in Saratoga. I was just along for the ride. She was going to go off to college. I was going to serve out my time in elementary school, go on to middle school. Mom worked as a, uh, a nurse for 40 plus years, or right about 40 years, and half her career was spent at the Saratoga County Mental Health Clinic at Sar when it was on the campus of Saratoga Hospital. They're now on South Broadway. Anybody who, li who listens to the show who lives out that way knows where it is. It's like where the diner once was, you know. There's a, it's a very, very nondescript part of Saratoga, and rather depressing, might I add. They're thinking about raising the diner and just putting up a mixed-income housing, and I, I, I applaud that move. But that's another story for another day. Uh, Mom worked there for 20 years. She retired in March of 2012. And I can remember when the mental health clinic was in the old location on the Saratoga Hospital campus. And Dad would, or I think Mom would pick me up from school. I'm trying to remember this the best I can. This was so long ago. Uh, there were times that I think Mom or either Dad would pick me up from school. And I would just spend the rest of the afternoon sitting in my mom's office. And I got to know a few of the uh, few of Mom's co-workers through the years: Mickey Mahoney, uh, Jim Ash. Uh, there were another Amy Winslow. No, Amy Hart Higgins. Excuse me. We have cousins named Winslow. I think there was a Darlene Winslow that worked with Mom. I'm not. We're friends on. A number of us are friends on Facebook. I know them through my mom's work. So we got to know each other. Mickey Mahoney, I don't know if I was on social media, because that was long ago. Again, no social media, no internet, no cell phones, or not cell phones as they are today. Whole other era, at least it seems that way. Looking back, it just seemed like a whole other lifetime ago. My mom retired in March of uh, 2012, and it was a great retirement. We got to spend a lot of time together, take her out to lunch. Heck, one that summer. I even took her to go see the Tri-City Valleycats, our uh, minor league baseball team. They play out at the Hudson Valley Community College in Troy, New York. Uh, got to go uh, take her, got to go with her to a ball game. Had a great day at the old ballpark. Remember, I got burned uh, pretty good. It wasn't really serious or anything, but it was cloudy when I went. When we went, and by the time that the game progressed, the clouds broke, the sun came out, and uh, I'm like, gee, what I, what I would have given to put on suntan lotion. I feel like such a complete jamoke. But we had a great time, but it was kind of uh, masking what was to come for mom in the last few years. Uh, Labor Day weekend 2012, I'll never forget it. Uh, we had just ended, and I was just going to go upstairs and hang out, and, you know, when company comes, I'll. Uh, I'll see him out the door. But mom told me to stay downstairs because she had an important announcement. And it was in that instance, it was announced that she had been diagnosed with stage one leukemia lymphoma. That was a punch in the gut if ever there was any. My sister started crying. And she was going to go through uh, the following month, she was going to start going through chemotherapy. 
not radiation like my dad. My dad, too, is also a um, cancer survivor. It should be pointed out. And he had uh, colon cancer, and he makes it to August. It's going to be uh, 11 years since he beat the uh, since he beat it to a pulp. So uh, the first round of chemo, well, didn't go quite well. She had to go to hospital overnight. Thankfully, she recovered, and well, fortunately, she wouldn't make it back for chemo for another year, 12 months. Uh, during which time we thought she, uh, she had gotten pneumonia, and we thought right then, uh, July 2013, she th we thought she was going to leave. It could have happened at Saratoga Hospital right then and there. But she rallied back, God bless her. And uh, she, uh, three months later, she was back getting uh, monthly chemo treatments. We did have a little minor bump in the road. But uh, another thing where something happened, she had to stay overnight, she had to get a blood transfusion. Uh, but there were just minor bumps in the road, and she rallied back, and her cancer had been, and since March of 2014, her cancer had been in remission for three years. That was until uh, her recent, um, her recent uh, troubles. Um, she had to go to the hospital, she was just not feeling good. She spent over a week in the hospital case. And I visited her. One of the touching moments, one of my favorite television shows to watch on a weekly basis is uh, Sunday Morning on CBS. And for those of you old-timers, you may recall the late, great Charles Corral hosting that show. Uh, he hosted for the first 15 years of the show's tenure. It's been on the air for almost 40 years. Then, Easter, then after Easter of 94, Charles Osgood took over, and he was my favorite host for... Uh, and he, he hosted until he retired at the end of September last year. And then it went to Jane Pauley, whom you know used to be on the Today Show, used to be involved with uh, NBC News. And she was uh, had her own uh, short life daytime talk show, but now she's back to regular work uh, as host of CBS Sunday Morning, has been since the uh, beginning of October. Or mid-October, right about that time. And one of the last things I can remember doing with her before she went was watching Sunday morning on CBS in her hospital room at Saratoga Hospital. It was nice that I was able to get up that early and spend that time with her. I'm glad I did. I remember the morning of St. Patrick's Day of all days. I remember like 4, 30, 5 o'clock in the morning, she dropped. I hear a noise. I'm sleeping. I hear a noise. She like, she passed out, like fell out of bed. I thought she would have gone then. I thought they had to call an ambulance. It was really just panic at the bullet house. And uh, she went to the hospital, and then they said, we're going to take her to Boston. I remember my dad telling me, this is good news. Well, I took him at his word. I said, well, let them take care of things, man. And she was holding on for about a week, and then I got the news from my sister that she had gone to the ICU. I thought, well, this can't be good news. And uh, I got, and um, 
remember two days later, I um, visited her in Boston. And uh, Boston was uh, one of the places Mom and I went. We had so many great memories. Uh, spring break when I was in 10th grade, we stayed in Plymouth. And then we went to Boston. We didn't drive. We took this thing called the Fast Ferry because the Big Dig was still going on. And had a wonderful time. We went part of the Freedom Trail. Got uh, one on board the uh, USS Constitution, Quincy Market, Manual Hall. The final day of vacation went to a Red Sox game at Fenway Park. And it was this wonderful time. Now, fast forward almost 18 years later, the opposite could not have been uh, any more true. Uh, just seeing my mom in that ICU at Brigham and Women's Hospital. Uh, this it was it's painful. Anybody anybody who's having experienced what turns out to be their uh, uh, loved one's uh, last moments on this earth is a heart wrenching experience you will never forget. And uh, I was in there for what turned out to be uh, the last time I would see her. It was. Uh, a tough ordeal, you don't need me to tell you. 20, over 24 hours later, then I got a call from Dad saying that uh, she passed away. And uh, we were all crestfallen. It was uh, sad. 70 years and a good run. Gone too soon. Uh, a week later, after I visited her in the hospital, we went to this funeral home in uh, West Roxbury, the state Boston neighborhood. We picked up her ashes, and her ashes is a wonderful urn. It's a marble urn with a clock face on it, which is uh, quite unique, I must admit. And uh, we had the funeral three days later. We brought that urn to church, and we had her funeral. And uh, everybody was uh, very was sympathetic. I got to see some of whom dad. My dad works with on a part-time basis. He works at this uh, automotive, not a big dealership. It's like a mom-and-pop place. Uh, some of my sister's uh, colleagues from work, they were there for my sister. My friends were there in spirit. They were, uh, you know, giving me the, uh, giving me support online and through social media, how connected we are nowadays. And uh, to those of you who uh, hit me up on uh, Twitter, on Facebook and whatnot, I want to say you have my undying thanks for your uh, kind words, support, this, that, and the other. It's really helped me get through a good time. And it's through my mom's passing, I decided to do this podcast. Because this is a way I can express my thoughts. And I have this habit of uh, talking, I mean, I want not to circle back to autism, but... I have, I've had this habit for many years of talking to myself, and I know that, I know like, well, when I see somebody um, coming, I, I gotta know to shut my mouth or else they're gonna give me a sideways feel like, eh, what's this nuthead on about this time? He's a crazy person, should be locked up. I don't know what his problem is. So I decided, oh look, there's a car similar to mine. How about that? Well. <clears throat> Well, that's why I decided to do this podcast, A, a hobby, and B, a way to express my thoughts without wasting them by idle chit-chat for myself. So, there you go. Um, 
for those of you who have mothers in your life, I hope uh, you have a uh, most enjoyable Mother's Day. I certainly am going to be trying to get through the day. It's going to be difficult, no question about it. So, uh, I see a freight train in front of me. I'm going to get held up. I don't know which is worse, getting in Mechanicville out of the way, but now as I get ready to cross over into town of Vermont, I'll have to um, wait out a freight train here. So, um, if you have, if you had mothers in your lives, you lost a, a mother recently or some time ago, just remember, they're, all, they're always going to be watching over you. My dad says, Mom is watching over me, and she's making sure that I have a safe trip today. So, thanks for bearing with me as I hit the road once again. I'm just vamping for time again so because I can see the freight train, like the old Johnny Cash song. I hear that train a-coming, it's a-coming around the bend. Well, actually, it looks like I'm going to beat that train because uh, I can see the uh, train tracks running alongside it. I'm on Route 346 right now in the town of Petersburg, New York, getting ready to cross into Powell, Vermont. So it looks like it'll be a while before this um, before this bad boy comes. I can see uh, in my side view mirror the lights of said train, the front of the engine. So I guess all that vamping for time uh, was of no use. Anywho, is it? Uh, I want to thank you for listening to this third episode of the Keep It To Yourself podcast. I never take the audience for granted. If when you get a second, if you haven't done so already, or if you've done it before, regardless, just do me a huge solid. Uh, subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Give us a five star rating. Give a good write up. Uh, this will help me out. And also. Uh, Thanks again to Cease Beeson. He showed me the tricks of his trade. He showed me this app where I can record uh, phone calls. So anybody who wants to do a phoner, just uh, hit me up, slide in my DMs, and uh, we'll work out a time that's convenient to both uh, yours and my schedules. And uh, we'll get you on the podcast. We'll just uh, shoot the shit. So again, thanks for listening. As I cross over into the state, where and I went to college, even though I'm nowhere near it today. Good old Green Mountain State of Vermont. Thanks again for listening. Have yourself a great Mother's Day. Enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy the weekend when it comes around. And as always, keep smiling. Hey gang, I know it's the end of the podcast, but with Mother's Day weekend approaching, there are a couple of things I suggest you do to honor my mom. First off, if there is a blood drive being sponsored by your local chapter of the Red Cross, sign up for one. You can go to redcross.org and look for information on blood drives coming up in your area in the not-too-distant future. The second and most important thing I want you to do is consider donating to your local chapter of the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. I'm going to give you their address and also it will show up on the uh, the show notes for this podcast. Here's the address. The Leukemia, L-E-U-K-E-M-I-A, and Lymphoma, 
L-Y-M-P-H-O-M-A Society, Care of Donor Services, P.O. Box 4072, Pittsfield, Massachusetts, 01202. Again, that's the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, Care of Donor Services, P.O. Box 4072, Pittsfield, Massachusetts, 01202. Or you can donate online at their website, lls.org. Again, thanks for listening. Hey gang, hope you enjoyed the episode I just put out. I just want to let you know that this was not the complete episode. There was a bit of copyrighted music. Actually, I put a whole Foo Fighter song in there called Times Like These. I decided to cut it out, you know, copyright issues and all. But either way, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you have a great Mother's Day or have had one when you listen to this. And I'll talk to you real soon. Bye-bye.